Hi, once again, everybody. Welcome to the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Uh, spread the word, subscribe, download anywhere you find podcasts, and uh, we appreciate the support very much. Our producer is Brett Markowitz, and please stay tuned for a message from our uh, sponsors as well. Without them, the podcast would not be possible. So on Thursday, um, on Twitter, I sent a tweet saying our next podcast will feature questions from you, Panthers fans, hockey fans. So send me your questions and we'll answer them on the podcast. So without further ado, um, let's do that. At Dragons underscore Quest says, what will the lineup be come August 1st? Is Henrik, meaning Borgstrom, going to be in camp? Will Dadnoff and Hoffman get re-signed? Okay, well, in the last podcast, we kind of went through the lineup. Um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, you know the top five forwards for sure, um, with Barkov, Huberto, Dadnoff, Hoffman, and, and Eric Hall as that second-line center. You know, we're thinking, I'm thinking Frank Petrano fills out that top six. Could Brett Conley jump up there? Uh, if Owen Tippett plays great, could Joel Quenville put him in the lineup? That would be interesting. Um, but I do believe that'll be where it is. I think Alexi Sarla, all things being equal, um, has a great chance to be in the lineup, maybe on a third line there with Connolly and Lucas Walmark. And then I'm looking uh, personally at Boyle, Nolachari, and Colton Sevier on that fourth line, that you know checking line and defensive line that's, that's re- really likely to make a big impact. So that's what I'm looking at uh, up front for the Panthers. As far as Dadnoff and Hoffman, there is so much to be determined the new CBA has been agreed upon. So the good news is there's labor peace until 2026. Uh, the interesting part is because of the pandemic and what it's done economically, the salary cap is going to stay flat here for a couple of years. So I don't know if that perhaps helps the Panthers, that those guys may not have as many options for a huge payday as they normally would have. Um, I'm not sure if it hurts the Panthers because if those guys want a bump up in money, the Panthers were pretty much, you know, playing right right at the cap anyway. So it's going to be interesting. I do think, you know, if one of them or both of them, if the Panthers get on a run and they play great in the playoffs, that, that would obviously want the team to keep them more. Not sure with the flat cap staying the same, the salary cap staying the same, the Panthers can even, even if they decided to can keep them. So I think that's a loaded question, a lot to be determined. Uh, Henrik Borgstrom, from what I know of, will be in camp. Okay, great question. Next up, at Corey underscore little one. Thanks very much. Corey tweets, Panthers D still not up to par at all, which begs the question, which UFA would you like to see the Panthers sign this offseason? Can't lie to you. I do not think the answer to this defense comes from the UFA class. Have not looked that closely with everything going on. Um, and like I said, with the cap being what it is, I, I, I'm not so sure that's a possibility um, of going and signing an unrestricted free agent for uh, this team's defense. That said, the week before the suspension of the season due to the pandemic, uh, defensively, the Panthers were playing some great hockey, doing a real good job. Uyghur came back and was paired up with Ekblad, and they were doing very well. So um, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Next up, at Andrew Levine 15, any chance Heponiemi or Denisenko make the roster? Um, I think Andrew's asking about this roster for the playoffs this year. And no, Denisenko is not eligible. And I'm not sure that Heponiemi is coming to camp. And if he is, 
I'm thinking, you know, if the Panthers wind up keeping two extra lines, meaning six extra forwards, um, I'm not so sure that he is um, in that group anyway. At Mr. Underscore Jester, do you think, uh, who, who do you think gets re-signed, Hoffman or Dadenoff? You know, all things being equal, look, if you're asking me if it's only one of them, I would lean towards Dadenoff. Um, only because of this maybe better all-around game, but I'll tell you, Mike Hoffman, the way he played down the stretch was something else. He wasn't only scoring goals. He was playing some super hockey. So um, I'm not sure, you know, what those guys are looking for. Um, I don't know if one of them or both of them want one more big payday, figuring this is my final contract. I also don't know if the cap being flat for the next year or two and no major increase anytime soon, maybe one of them rolls the dice and signs a short-term deal and hope to have a couple of great years. And then when revenues in the league go back up and the cap goes up again, they hope to cash in again. They might be a little older on the older side to be doing that because they'd be, what, 32 years old. But uh, there's a lot to be determined um, with players like those two. So I don't have a great answer for you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've got uh, at sunshine underscore hockey is talent on the hot seat. If the Panthers lose in the qualifying round, um, I, you know, I don't think Dale is on the hot seat. That, that's my personal opinion. Um, you know, I don't think this season shows, I mean, th th this thing is messed up. I mean, it is, and I'm not trying to make excuses at all. Okay. But I'm not so sure if you have three great games or three terrible games, for any franchise, it's going to or should make a seismic difference in the franchise's, you know, model moving forward. I mean, you're talking about a best out of five. So, you know, if you play 10 or 12 really good periods, you're going to win the series. If you play 10 or 12 not so great periods, after a four-month layoff, you're going to lose the series and be done. Personally... Unless, you know, teams already had their decisions made in their minds and it reinforces it, I don't think you make a sudden change. So you don't go from, you know, from white to black just based on that. Um, I don't think it's that clear. Now, if you were thinking if you're a team and you're already, if an owner is thinking of making a change already, th then that's a different story. Then it can kind of cement what you may have thought. Um, I will say, you know, everybody's in the same boat. So there's no excuses for how teams play. Everybody's going to have a training camp here. So there's time to ramp up and all those different things. Um, but I just, you know, if I'm the owner of a sports team or I'm running a sports team and I have a situation like this and I had it set, okay, these are the people that I'm going with, I would not let a short series like this change that. Nor would I, if I had in my mind, okay, I'm making changes A, B, C, and D, and the team gets hot for a week and wins a mini-series, but doesn't win the first round of the playoffs, would I say, okay, now I'm going to change direction and hold on to everybody? Uh, that's just my, my thought on it. At One Panthers, David Bierman, thank you. If college hockey season is canceled, what happens with Logan Hutzko? What is the date we have to sign him before he becomes a free agent? Um, I'm going to think if they don't play college hockey at all this year, um, that you know, there'll be some kind of moving ahead of the deadline. That's what I would think. If not, then it stays the same and the same dates, you know, uh, apply like they would before. 
At H. Lamp, Harry Lampley says, seems like a bad time to be a UFA. What do you think will happen in free agency? I'm sure this pandemic changes what teams will be willing to play for players. I think, Harry, you're right. Number one, I think it changes because a lot of teams that can't pay players because the cap's not going up. And usually they kind of count on, hey, I'll have an extra two, three, four million dollars to play with because the cap is going up. So um, I don't know what's going to happen in free agency. I really don't. And I don't know how much teams are going to base performances by players, you know, in this in this um, tournament coming up on their free agency. For example, if the Panthers, let's say, don't play well and they go out in four games, are teams that were on or in with wanting to, you know, back in March when they do their meetings, say, hey, we want to go after Mike Hoffman or Evgeny Dadunov. Are you not going to do that now because the team didn't play well and maybe they don't play great for two or three games? I just have a hard time thinking, um, you know, that a lot of determinations are going to be altered in a big way. Now, obviously, on the other side, if a player gets red hot and a team goes, you know, the conference final, the cup final, that's a pretty big body of work. Um, But I'm not sure how many teams are going to have the money in order to do anything. So I think, uh, once again, it's another great question with an open-ended answer to be determined. At Mondo Man 12, Armando, how beneficial would his break be for Bob, meaning Sergei Bobrovsky? I have to think real beneficial, both physically and mentally. It's a new season for him. It's a short season. You know, I mean, you, you got, what, nine, ten weeks, and you can win a Stanley Cup. That's the way guys are going to approach this. So I think, um, you know, he obviously wasn't, wasn't 100% healthy before this. Um, I'm assuming he is now. I'm assuming it's a big mental break. He's now very used to Florida, very used to the team. It's almost like a second training camp. You know, he knows what to expect. So I'm thinking, um, you know, to me, the series rides on Sergei Bobrovsky. That's my opinion. Um, and, or, you know, if for some reason he winds up getting hurt or something and Drieger comes in, my point is goaltending. I think goaltending is going to determine all of these series here as they get started. Uh, Jet Blast 5001 wants to know what's the craziest thing that's happening on the road? What's the strangest thing you've witnessed on the road? I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't have an answer for that. I'll think about it and maybe get it on the, the next podcast. Craziest thing that's happened to me on the road? Maybe the night Richard Zednick, in a bad way, got his neck cut by the skate blade of Ole Jokin, and that was crazy going on the plane, wondering if he was going to you know, what was going to happen to him, if his life, you know, his life was in jeopardy. Would he, you know, stay in the hospital in Buffalo? Um, That was a crazy night after that game. Um, At Yacht Rocks, Jenny, does Keith Neandle know he's a national treasure? You'd have to ask him, Jenny, but I'm going to guess yes. At B Barman 72. All right, Barman, in your humble opinion, yes, my opinions are humble. Who is our X-Factor player? who could make an impact in the qualifying round. Um, Mentions that Brian Compton mentioned Brian Boyle. Curious to know what our home broadcaster thinks. Thanks for your time and reading. All right, thanks for the um, question. Uh, Boyle is definitely one. I mean, I think Achari, and I don't know if he's an X factor because he had such a good year, but he's the kind of guy in these series. We saw it last year with Boston that can really be terrific. But I'm going to go off the charts a little bit on this, okay? And I'm going to throw a guy out there that, you know, by his own admission, wanted to have a better season and didn't, inconsistent this year. 
but I still think has all the talent in the world. I'm going to go with Mike Matheson. I really am. I think you know what you're going to get from Ekblad. Um, most likely Uyghur, most likely Strawman, most likely Yandel. You know what those guys are going to bring to the table. Mike Matheson's a wild card. I mean, when he is on, and the way he can skate with the hockey puck, I mean, and move the puck, when he's on, it's like, wow. I mean, he's, he's an impact player. And he played great four years ago in that series against the Islanders. So, you know, the Panthers, obviously, the problem this year was keeping the puck out of their net. They took some good steps the last week before the suspension of the season in cleaning things up, only allowing four goals in those three games, playing very well in front of Drieger, the goaltender. Um, like I said, I think you kind of have an idea of how those other guys are going to play. Yeah, Mike Matheson, you know, he needs to be an impact player for the Panthers, I think, to have success here moving forward. Um, final question from Paul at One Under the Sun 11. Hey, Goldie, are you going to be on the call in Toronto or is it a signed broadcast crew? As far as I know, nothing is official, but no broadcasters are going to Toronto. Home broadcasters uh, for each team will be calling the games from their home market off of a monitor. So that's my, uh, that's my instructions. Um, as of now, again, unofficial, not mentioned yet by the NHL, and the presumption would be like normal, local TV, when you make the playoffs, does the first round games that aren't exclusively on national. So I'm assuming that's going to be the case, that we would do the, um, the qualifying round, the play-in round against the Islanders. And then if the Panthers win that, whoever they would play in the first round, at least some, most, or if it works out, all of the games. But I believe it will all be done um, remotely. All right. Well, this worked out great. It was uh, Brett's idea, so great idea to have everybody tweet in questions and answer them. Um, I appreciate the support, appreciate the questions, and we're definitely going to do it again. And the podcast will obviously be becoming a lot more frequent here moving forward as training camp set to open up next week. And uh, amazing. I mean, we got hockey in a few weeks. I'm real happy about it. Hopefully, for all the fans, you guys will all enjoy the games. Hopefully, the team will play well. And, um, you know, in any event, we, we get a little distraction, you know, from everything going on. I know things have been so difficult for people, both trying to stay safe, trying to deal with things economically and financially, uh, the job market, all these things. Um, you know, we all really need to be pulling the rope in the same direction. And if you can help your, your fellow person, whether it's a friend or an acquaintance, um, I urge you to do so. You know, I'm trying to... Um, because this is a time where uh, we all need to rely on each other, you know, and have each other's backs as much as we possibly can um, to our best ability, you know, with whatever you're personally dealing with. So um, just want to say for all these years and, and now as well, personally, I appreciate everybody's support. Um, and just be safe. And uh, we're going to get through this. I, I truly believe that. We will get through it. We'll come out on the other side. So... Uh, once again, please take a minute here, listen to the messages from our sponsors, uh, wonderful people who have supported me in the podcast from the beginning. They do some great things in South Florida. Uh, you might be able to help them out. Um, you know, they might be able to help you. So do me a favor, take, uh, take an extra minute here, give a listen, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the Goldie and Ice podcast. Thanks. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast. 
right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research, and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDS and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDS on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. 5763 help us help Dave Lister and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orion and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. 